Hey, what's up? This is Gabo from Fayuca, and you are listening to the Sun Solar Panel Podcast. A lot of mercy. <laughs> a bit of a different episode than we normally do, but we did one of these a couple of weeks ago that I didn't have a chance to actually be a part of, but I'm super excited today. Joining us as always, we have Mr. Greg Esposito. Ahoy hoy. Mr. Dave King. How's it going, everyone? And a very, very special guest on today's show, Caroline Darney. She is with streakingthelawn.com, the Virginia Cavaliers SB Nation website. Uh, how's it going? Hey, good morning. I was going to complain about it being early, but you guys are even earlier than me. So yeah, some of us are Tim's East Coast, but yeah. Caroline, you, you should be you should be honored because Tim usually butchers people's names, and he got yours that right. Really, so. that, yeah, that was perfect. There's no Caroline. It's great. You guys you crushed it. So Caroline, uh, we're here hey, to talk. While you're ahead. We are. We're here to talk about uh, Ty Jerome, uh, a player that not a lot of Suns player or uh, Suns fans are um, really that uh, aware of. He had a really exciting college career. I've actually talked to a couple of people that have followed Virginia that were just so excited that he was drafted by the Suns and said that Suns fans are just absolutely going to love this kid. Yes, 100 um, percent. I've covered the team most of the last like probably six, seven years. So 20. 13-14 was the first season that I really covered Virginia closely on a press pass, the whole thing. I did my undergrad there, so familiar with the program and how it's progressed. And um, Ty Drum is maybe one of my favorites to have come through this program, and that's not just because he helped them win a national championship. That certainly helps cement your legacy when it comes to being a fan favorite. Um, he was perhaps the most consistent throughout a tournament that featured a lot of players that had shining moments. Um, not to be too cliche with the one shining moment thing, but um Ty's just an all-around complete player and great dude so I when he went to the Suns I was like they're super lucky that they're getting a guy like Ty well what what is it about Ty that 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 made him so special and that you think will translate here in Phoenix as he makes that jump from college to the pros he's a competitor like and that's again I'm not trying to sound all these cliches but this is one of the most competitive players that I've interacted with and talked to in covering these teams. And he lets, he wants to win more than anything. And he just finds a way to win and is always will never consider himself out or the team out of any contest. Um, there were a couple games, not just in the national championship run, the last three games really were Virginia had, you know, fewer than a 9% chance to win all three of them in the last couple seconds, but pulled all of them out. And that's not, that was a big part of like Ty Jerome saying, like they never gave up. They never quit. Um, and he's just fundamentally sound when it comes to basketball. Like people throw around basketball IQ and savvy. He's one of those guys that has this intangible. You look at him and you'll watch him play and he had a hip surgery. Um, I think, but like halfway through his senior season in high school. So right before he got to UVA. Um, so some people always will complain or point out his doesn't look super athletic. <laughs> um, his combine numbers won't jump off the page at you. Uh, he doesn't have the highest vertical. Allegedly he can dunk. We saw a video of it from practice, but video. Yeah, we've seen it. Hey, I remember the same thing with Steve Nash. So that not being able to dunk isn't a big deal. So yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so there's he had a teammate last year, DeAndre Hunter. 
Mm-hmm. Um, for the Phoenix Suns franchise, I know uh, I'm sure you follow us like crazy. But anyway, the uh, Phoenix Suns franchise, we're used to prospects like DeAndre Hunter, Hunter being the one drafted to the team, mm-hmm. which is a, a one and done or, or short and done anyway. Uh, player who's mostly about potential and the ability, sure. you know, skill sets that didn't really become the best player on the team or lead the team to their their biggest wins. Um, so that's the kind of profile that Suns fans are more used to. Tell us in, in your opinion, like what, whether, and Ty Jerome obviously went a few spots below DeAndre Hunter this year in the draft. Tell us how, how you compare those two players as, as a big fan of Virginia. Absolutely. So what you're getting with Ty is a player that's, and honestly, DeAndre, Virginia is such a different beast than, say, like a Duke or a, a Kentucky when it comes to, you know, even DeAndre only played two years because he redshirted. But these are both guys that were in the college system at Virginia for three seasons. So, you know, they're coming out like people made fun of. Well, actually, they used it against DeAndre that he's 22 or 21 <laughs> years old. And that's now apparently too old, which you know makes me want to cry and stay in bed. But these are guys that um, DeAndre still has this growth potential into his frame and he can add some weight and muscle. And, and I'm not saying that Ty doesn't, but Ty is a guy that he can come out and he's ready. He has such a complete game and he has an ability to go out and be a leader from day one, in my opinion. Like he's a guy, he's very outgoing. He was an unquestioned leader of this team, in my opinion, Um just the way that he handled himself, he was able to motivate his teammates. He was able to lead. He was able to be a shoulder if they needed it. Um, DeAndre's a much quieter person. His personality is just that way. Like he'd be, they, they had a panel last night or the banner raising at, um, at Virginia for the championship. They had a panel with the two of them and Kyle Guy, who was the third member of the big three that got drafted this year for Virginia. And it was just shows their personalities perfectly. DeAndre didn't want to answer if he didn't have to. <laughs> like they were letting the other guys speak for, you know, speak up. And and Ty's just the guy that you're getting someone that not only is ready to play, but is someone that I think you can build around because he's a smart passer, he's a great shooter, and he's a solid and he's a, a good leader. So he's a guy that's ready made. Put him in there, and I think you have a guy that you can actually build a franchise around. Tell us more about that ceremony you're talking about last night. Yeah, so it was really exciting. Uh, They decided to do a separate um, event rather than Russia and force. This is Virginia's first national championship in basketball. Um, And so instead of having 14 seconds and (laughs) raising it before the first game, um, they took a whole night, had a little bit of a fundraiser aspect to it. People could pay for tables on the floor and have a dinner um, and then, you know, stands were full and they bring out the school president, the athletic director said a few things. Coach Bennett had a great speech. They showed a bunch of videos to make people cry. Like it was awesome. And then they had the panel with the three players and then they brought the pl- all the players up on stage and they got to open their ring boxes and get their rings and then they uh, raised the banner. So it was uh, great. Really, really nice event. Important question. Did Ty Jerome cry? I don't think he did. I asked him before the game if he was, or before the event, if he was going to, and he looked at me. He's like, I don't know. (laughs) That's another piece of tie that I think why your fans will like him is he's funny and got this little bit of, I guess you want to like, people want to describe it as like a New York edge, you know, coming from just outside the city in New Rochelle. And, um, but he's like right after 
Virginia took a lot of flack for the style and being boring and the style will never win and it's too much defense and they don't have any athletes and who's going to score points and that kind of thing. And after uh, the national championship, you know, he went on Francesca's show and was like, Hey, you said we'd never win a national championship. And like, and he, but he does it in a way where you don't think he's being a jerk. So it's, it's this really nice balance of he gets his point across and is respectful, but he's also like not going to let you get away with anything. Oh, <laughs> so Dave, you're, you're Dave, you're in trouble at, uh, with him with the press conferences then. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> I like people that call me out on stuff. <laughs> No, it'll be fun. I, I, I've seen him interviewed a couple of times, uh, a couple of times on, listened to him on local radio and then um, uh, seen him on a podcast. And he just seems really genuine. Like he, yes. he'll actually answer your questions. He won't just give you just, right. he won't think of the first, you know, phrase that, that a thousand other players have said. He'll actually answer the questions. And there's a lot of players, Virginia going through losing to UMBC and being the first one seed to get upset by 16. Mm-hmm. Ty Jerome was one of the two players, him and Kyle Guy, that Coach Bennett brought to the podium with him. And I don't know if you've ever had a chance to watch that post game, but it's actually really impressive, especially now that Virginia fans can handle it because they have a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> but the the ability for a he was at the time finishing his second year to go out there and and handle the whole thing with maturity and um, you know, they're not flipping tables over and yelling or being rude or any of that stuff that a lot of people say, like, oh, what does it matter? You lost. You should be embarrassed. But he really was one of the people on that team that took that game and let it become something positive for the program as opposed to, like, ruining everything. So he was out there texting the coach the day after, like, we're going to build from this. We're going to be better after this. Like, so that's that's also kind of gives you an idea of like and they said he, he said they asked him in every draft interview about that game specifically. <laughs> uh, Caroline, we have a couple of listener questions here on the YouTube chat. I want to get in. The first one is from Everything Horror, and he wants to know what player in the NBA that's currently playing does Ty Jerome remind you of? Ooh, that's a good question. Um try to think current player because honestly the when you said Steve Nash, he reminds me of that kind of style and the discipline of his game and the ability to pass and shoot, but not necessarily going to wow you with these athletic plays. Um, I can't think of someone right off the top of my head. I will, I will say like NBA is not my strongest. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> take Steve Nash if 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 he. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get to watch uh, Steve Blake? Um, yeah, actually I did. So you played, played, well, dating myself again, while I was in school. So Anne uh, played Virginia a ton, obviously, is when they were still ACC. Uh, Steve Blake is actually a good one, though I never would have come up with that because, again, at the time, he was a rival. Yeah. <laughs> like, big time. Um, but he's one that is... He's a, he was the Suns' rival as well. He just signed on to be an assistant coach on the team. That's what brought a, brought a full circle. Oh, really? He's killed yeah. the Suns in the NBA. Career backup, hardly ever started, but he's always he'd always end up starting against the Suns and scoring 25 points and making <laughs> oh, every no. shot. Drove me nuts. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. I'm missing it now. Um, uh, not Harrison Barnes. He he played a couple of years ago. He's retired now. He got in that fight with uh, Derek Fisher. 
Not Matt Barnes. Ma yeah, Matt, Matt Barnes, right? Matt Barnes. He would kill the Suns, dude. Every time I'd watch yeah, him. Yeah, Matt play. Barnes would kill the Suns. Yeah, and it was like, a, he doesn't remind me of Ty Jerome. Yeah, I was like, no, no, yeah. no he doesn't. But he was, just, he was just a player that, for some reason, every time he played the Suns, like, he scored 25 points. It was yeah. the weirdest thing. Yeah, All there right, was so, a handful of players like that. The, uh, the the next listener question is coming from Jeremiah. He wants to know what character slash skill sets do people undervalue or overlook with Ty? Um, I would say his passing ability. I don't know if they over like underlook it, but they don't talk about it as much that I've seen. Um, he's a great shooter, and he's smart with the ball. But his some of his passes that he gets off, like he passes people open, like it. It's unbelievable his vision, his court IQ, like that, all of it together, like where he understands where people are going to be and where they're supposed to be and where he's supposed to set them up to succeed, I think is something that he brings to the table that is going to be the biggest benefit for y'all. Like people could, like there are a bunch of great shooters around the country, whether, you know, coming out of college, already in the NBA, like there's people that can shoot the ball. Having someone that can shoot the ball is always obviously important because, you know, that helps. But uh, I think his ability to pass and get people open is one of the things that we're going to miss the most at Virginia, um, just because that's something that, you know, he led the, the ACC in, you know, pass to turnover ratio. He doesn't turn it over. He doesn't do dumb stuff with the ball. And I think that's really, really, really underrated. <laughs> really underrated. Yeah. We're used to people doing dumb stuff with the ball. This is a Phoenix Suns team has won 25% of their gains the last few years. So it'll <laughs> be new to us. So, so important, the important stuff here, we heard a rumor that uh, Ty's nickname is milk. Was he called that at all at Virginia? Or is this some a weird rumor that we've uh, just, uh, just heard around these parts? Yeah, I saw that video, and my favorite part about all of it was when they asked him whose nickname was Milk, and he's like, I got no clue. Um, <laughs> and I have not. He, definitely, definitely, definitely was not anything that came from from Virginia um, at all. Not a single person <laughs> ever called him Milk, as far as I know, in Charlottesville. Um, there was some tie, tie ball game. <laughs> um, tie ball game? Yeah, it was probably, I mean, because... But that my... means he's not a winner because it's a tie. No. <laughs> I know, right? That's, so it didn't really work out. We're like, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, descended in Jerome came up a lot too. Like, obviously that's not a nickname, but that call was always a favorite um, during broadcast. And he has the propensity and the ability to hit these gigantic shots at big times. And one of those, they went on the road to Duke, uh, not this past season, one before. And, you know, late in the game, Virginia's up by three or two or three. And he, I'm talking, there's like 45 seconds left. He looks off the defender by faking a pass, but he faked the pass to the scorer's table. Like there was not a single Virginia <laughs> player standing there. And uh, I think it was uh, Trayvon Duvall. Um, and the kid jumps just enough for Ty to let go this gigantic three from like, you know, NBA range and just cans it to put Virginia up five with like 40 seconds left, 35 seconds left. And you it was know, just funny. The, uh, the no look pass. There's a real art to that. Some guys are really good at looking their, their the player they're going to pass to down until half a second before they throw the pass. And they purposely turn their head and look away while the pass <laughs> is going. So it's not really a no look pass. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully Ty Jerome actually has a good no look like Juke. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, so as far as Ty Jerome in, in, in his qualities, I know it's so it sounds 
Sounds great. We we've had a player on the end of the bench for the Suns for um, off and on last few years, named Alan Williams. He um, came from a smaller school, uh, and I'm not comparing him to Ty necessarily, but he was a great cheerleader, great personality, mm-hmm. really good. Uh, that didn't make him a great NBA player. So uh, you can be really fun and easy to talk to and score five points a game in the NBA. Sure. Um, tell me what uh, I know you talked about his competitiveness. You talked about his shooting and his scoring um, or excuse me, shooting and his passing. Do, do you see him as being a career kind of Steve Blake backup guy? Do you see him being a Luke Ridnour type? And I know I'm probably typecasting here, but uh, tell me what do you think separates him from those guys as opposed to, and uh, we shouldn't compare him necessarily to Steve Nash, two-time MVP, but sure. <laughs> what would make him a starter over a career fun guy to have on the bench for 10 years? Yeah, I, the big thing is, one, his size for a point guard is great. So he's 6'5". He has, does have a negative wingspan, but that never really got in his way in college. He played 6'4", played, right? Oh, is that what he is that what he measured out to at the combine? Yeah. They always said six five in the program, so <laughs> uh, I guess they gave him they gave him that Charlottesville bump. Yeah. Um, and now I'm wondering like how tall some of the other people are. No, no, um, no it's a six <laughs> six four wingspan. Oh, six four wingspan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's six five has a six four uh-huh. wingspan. That sounds about right. Um, he improved every year in defense. He improved every single season in his ability to make things happen at the rim. I like how I'm acting it out. Sorry. Like, you know, like when he goes and puts the basketball in the hoop. Um, but he developed this beautiful floater that came in handy a lot in the tournament. Um, he's a physical player he can get through. And I just think that he's more of the guy that is going to, I, maybe I'm projecting and this is what I hope for him, but based on my interactions with him and, and he's played against by playing in the ACC, you're playing against, like the best players that you're a lot of the best players and no knock to the sec because we got kentucky over there and stuff like that but you know and you're going in and out against duke and carolina you know multiple times and you've got you know virginia tech was really good the past couple years florida state with just they keep bringing guys that are 610 with like the longest arms in the world like he's had to play against some of these challenging teams and there's no nights off in the acc and he's consistently i think was the other two guys, you know, Dre and Kyle, will get all the press. They got all the accolades. They got the ACC first and second teams, the All-American third teams. Um, I think Ty, honestly, was probably the most important player on the team just because of the fact of what role he played, keeping everything together and being that floor general, the floor manager. Um, I just think that he's going to have a, hopefully have a long, successful career because he works hard and he has the skills to do it. Uh, Rick Bennell, NBA writer, right after Ty was drafted, he said that he uh, spoke with NBA executives um, on uh, his guess on a player who won't be drafted that high, but will have a long, productive career. And they all said Ty. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, one thing that really stands out to me with Ty, uh, we, we've talked about it a little bit, but his passing, but not just uh, his passing when he has a ball in his hand, um, but his quick decision when he's passed the ball to get rid of it to the right player right after and make the right read. His, his court vision seems really good. Um, you know, obviously I've watched his highlights. I haven't watched a, a ton of games with Virginia, but in all the highlights I've seen, he's he's really good. Uh, playing through contact down low. And I don't know if yes. that is merely the highlights I'm watching or if that's an accurate representation of him as a player. 
that's an accurate representation of him as a player, especially last season. Obviously, players develop through college and get better at things. And his first year, he had like a coming out game um, against Notre Dame. And then he had an outstanding game then at number one Villanova. They played them randomly in the middle of ACC play. And he almost single-handedly, like he was waving, you know, more senior players off to go ISO and take guys to the hoop. And like, cause he found guys that he felt he could beat and he could, and he did it really well. And it was just this, that was the first glimpse of who Ty Jerome was going to become at Virginia. Cause he has the confidence. He understands what he's able to do and then does it. Like he doesn't have, he doesn't worry about offending a senior player or, you know, like making a mistake. Cause he knows he's just going to get better if it doesn't work out. Um, so I, I think that that's something that, he got much better in over his time. And again, like some of those shots that he made in the lane, it, just in the, in the like championship run um, were so impressive. Uh, so I think that that's, yeah, I think he's going to be great. <laughs> oh, great. So um, oh, uh, another thing with the NBA is that they, uh, Ty Jerome is the, I think, I believe he's the oldest guy taking the lottery in the last 55 years or something along that line. Um, and really, really, he grew in his career at Virginia. He wasn't a full-time starter the whole time. Uh, he didn't jump on the scene like one of the, these one-and-done freshmen do, where he's just suddenly the man on his team and then taken in the lottery, um, which is another thing Suns fans are used to. And so that's why we're all a little just wondering what the heck is going on with taking an old guy who's played four years <laughs> three years in college um tell us about his progression and how he handled not being the man right off the bat coming into college yeah he used it as an opportunity to grow and that's what i think is so important and he understands you know i'm trying to think make sure i get my years exactly right like who he was playing with and under devin hall is a guy that you know he was drafted by oklahoma city and he is on a two-way contract now this year after playing in the australian league um, Devin's a guy that again was a fifth, a five-year player at Virginia. He played under, you know, w alongside Isaiah Wilkins, these guys that he had an opportunity to really learn from and with Tony Bennett and what those guys knew when they committed to Virginia and Tony Bennett is you're not going to see the court if you can't play defense. So that was the first thing that I think Ty really had to improve upon was his, was his defense. And you could see that he put in that work and that he grew as a player on that end of the court. Um, so the more defense that you can play, the better you are defense, the more likely you are <laughs> to play on the court. Cause if you're, even if you're the best, we haven't actually run into this yet. Cause Deandre's like an actually really good defender, but <laughs> testing out Tony's thing of, you know, if you're not ready, I'm not putting you on the court, but, um, he really progressed there. And again, with that competitiveness, he, I think he sees that as like, he sees it as an opportunity to get better and grow as opposed to an opportunity to sit on the bench and pout or like hold it against his other teammates that he's like maybe outperform them in practice or something like that. So I think that there's some, it just shows again, he was just one of my favorite kids cover the whole, like it just the way that he handled himself, the way that he played, the way that he was off the court, just the person he was a genuinely nice guy. Um, and with a little bit of edge, which is always good. And I also really like um, uh, Justin, who you got, Justin Jackson. Am I getting the name right? Hmm. The number 11 pick you guys took? 
Oh, Cam Johnson. What am I? Cam Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Justin Jackson. That is a person. Um, I, th- I thought you were talking about Josh Jackson for a second. I was <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know a lot of Suns fans were really concerned about him going at eleven. Um, yeah, Cam. But Cam is a delight, and I think that the two of them together will actually be really solid for you guys. Cam's a great shooter. Um, yeah, that's a kid that, that can best shooter in the draft. The the Suns yeah. backcourt. Uh, shooting should be a lot better yeah. this year than uh, it has in previous years. Well, Caroline, we really appreciate you joining us so people yeah. can find you streakingthelawn.com. Where can they find you on the Twitter? The Twitter, you can find me at CW Darney. Um, and that's Barney with a D. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> to find it. <laughs> did you just make a Barney joke? Did, <laughs> did Dave just do a Barney impersonation? Is, uh, is the, oh, is the on, creepier thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, We've gone off the All rails. Right. Caroline, thanks for joining us. I really he was purple. That's a Suns fan right there. I know. You've got the shirt on already, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And uh, you guys are going to love Ty. You're going to have a lot of fun. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming on today.